Welcome back to episode 16. I'm your host, Jermaine Clo Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. It's been 16 episodes already. Dude, 16 weeks. Actually, not true anymore. Probably like 13. No. Yeah. But just so you guys know, when, when we get together and we record this, Jermaine and I think that we're getting together for like a pre-show meeting and it turns into us going down rabbit holes for about two hours and then realizing we both need to go to bed and having to fit a podcast in. But we're but we're happy that you join us on this 16th episode. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about obviously opening day in baseball and the review of the greatest sport in the world over the weekend, uh, as well as some NBA picks. Uh, for o- NBA opening night on Thursday and Friday. But first, some trivia and then some news. Jermaine, would you like to read the trivia question today? You ha- Sure, okay. I'll read the trivia question. Okay. All right. Or for give those me a trivia home, question. It is, when was the last, in honor of opening day, obviously, so we're setting the scene. After opening day, no team was 3-0 and and no team was 0-3. Therefore, we asked ourselves the question, the hard-hitting questions, the journalistic questions you come to expect from Room 303. Professional podcasting questions. When was the last time there was not a 3-0 and team to start the MLB season? Bonus question. When was the last time there was no 0-3 team to start an MLB season? And tune in at the end and we'll give you the answer. So when was the last time a team didn't sweep or get swept? A three-game series. Huh. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Let you sit on that one. Think about it. Marinate. Give yeah. us an answer. It's definitely had to be the Rockies, right? It's definitely it's definitely the Colorado Rockies at some point in their illustrious five playoff seasons in 25 years uh, history. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I don't know why people like like people don't can't, people can't bury the Rockies because the Rockies fans already hate ourselves that much yeah but I mean 20% I would imagine that's probably pretty good amongst the grand scheme of things that you make the playoffs 20% of your time yeah I don't think that's very good dude well I mean in baseball so many so little teams make it that there's they probably have a better percentage than most, no? Especially yeah. when, since they have only done 25 seasons. Yeah, but you got to think back when there are even less teams and like everybody made the playoffs. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll, for- we'll, 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 we'll look that up for you guys and, and provide a provide a stat for whether that's good or bad that the Rockies suck. <laughs> well, it's we know it's good that they suck because down with the Rockies, nobody wants them to be good. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Nobody thinks they're going to be good. I've been noticing that when we're getting ready to transition to like the next topic to talk about, you and I always like hit a little lull and say, all right, so, or just one of those two words always comes up when we transition. Coming at you next. <laughs> Should we do that? Should we throw that in there now? <laughs> we got to get the little guy from Mortal Kombat to pop in at the bottom of the corner and just say, whoopsie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Nick talks out of his ass has a little something to report this week. We were talking about that Roy Jones, Mike Tyson last week. And uh, so my, my buddy shot me a little text because Roy Jones was his dude. And he was just like, 
he, Roy Jones moved up to heavyweight after killing everyone. This is direct quote, direct quote, by the way, killing everyone in the middleweight and light heavy divisions. Only dude to start at junior middleweight and go on to win a heavyweight title with the little like black power fist emoji. Whatever. Boxing was easy in the 90s. <laughs> you just made a lot of enemies. <laughs> Whatever. Combat sports are better. Boxing is a combat sport. No, it's not. It's two people dancing in a ring for nine rounds. That's just because you've been watching Mayweather fights. Oh, man. Can we get a Mayweather-Uzman fight, please? A Mayweather-Uzman? Like yeah. in an MMA ring, though? No, in, a, in boxing. Why? I don't know. I was just thinking of the two boring fighters I can think of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, then that would definitely be who you want to go for. So... Oh, boy, so I can't say that anymore, can I? Why? Well, Jermaine, did you hear this? Oh, yeah, you said all right, so, exactly. I've, I've been noticing it when I've been going through listening to it. We, well, that's crap. We, well, crap. I'm, that's going to be my new transition. Well, crap, Jermaine, that's pretty cool. All right, on to this next thing. <laughs> that's a bold strategy, Nicholas. Let's see how that pays out. So part three, Jermaine, of our Blue Jays saga. The all right. conundrum that is... Home the field. Blue Jays, for every for all the for all of you who know, are the Toronto Blue Jays. However, they were unceremoniously banned from Toronto. No home games in Toronto, Jermaine. So they said, you know what? We got two alternate plans. We'll move to Florida or move to Buffalo. What baseball team doesn't want to play in Florida? Nice weather, everything like that. Let's go play in Florida. That's where our spring training's at. Florida said, no. So they said, well, we'll just move to our bubble. That's right. We're going to play in PNC Park. The Pirates said, no. So they said, don't worry, because we're the Blue Jays. We have a fourth plan, and that will be playing in Camden Yards in Baltimore. And the Orioles said, Jermaine, no. So the Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays, God rest whatever GM or their, their operations department is doing right now. Because then they finally went to their fifth plan, fifth and final, we hope, and they are going to play at their AAA affiliate in Rochester, New York, which is just outside Buffalo. So that's where they will be playing their first games. You mentioned to me that they they were going to start. First home game, August 11th. First home game is August 11th. They're prepping the field right now for play. Yeah, so first, so first home game will be August 11th. Maybe. I mean, like, really, maybe. Who's to say? Like, Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> yeah, they they ran out of they ran out of like what, what's what's the saying in the military? Pace. They they passed they passed pace like twenty miles back. Yeah, they started adding playing. letters <laughs> on afterwards, dog. I think they had a yeah. plus an exclamation. <laughs> I think they're at pace effing a right now. Is what they're. <laughs> yeah, what they're at. That's been a that's been a hellacious little setup. They've been trying. I love how Toronto waited until a day and a half before opening day to, to tell them like, nah, you can't, you can't play a ball here. You got to love it though. Don't you? It's Canadian baseball, bro. They don't really, uh, don't, don't really, really care. They don't, don't really care. Them. They've bought it. They've brought them two world series. So I've got a question for you. What's more likely. Yeah. Okay. The Toronto blue Jays actually pick a park or Alex Smith wins the Washington football team QB camp battle. Oh, that's a great question. I'd have to go with the Blue Jays. I I don't think there's any way 
uh, Dwayne Haskins walks out of that, not the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins. Well, yeah, Alex Smith Alex is Alex Smith, Smith is, is Alex Smith. He is not a bum. Don't you start this again. He's a We're going to go down this rabbit hole. What did you call him at the, what would you call him before this podcast? A budget Derek Anderson. This is what, this is what Jermaine does to me. All right. This is what you do to me is you take a guy that I love. Derek Anderson, obviously the longtime backup quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, my favorite backup in the history of the NFL. And he does this thing where he takes that guy and he puts him up against a guy I'm trying to argue with him about, knowing that I'm not going to bury both of them because it would. Now I'm not going to bury Derek Anderson because he's my favorite backup quarterback. I'm not going to bury Alex Smith because I'm trying to prove a point. Alex Smith is a good quarterback who has been now unceremonially, unceremoniously pushed out of three places. Well, I mean, Washington, they didn't push him out. Pushed him out. How is- man, man gave his blood, sweat, and tears for that. He he gave his femur for that team, and they're going to kick him out. Life. He almost gave his life. He for almost gave his life for the football team. What do you think of that uh, report, the Capri Bib saga in Washington? Did you read that? No. Is this, is, oh. this rela- is this related to? I have one final question about Alex Smith, though. We'll get we'll get back to that. We'll go. Oh, this is getting back to it. Okay. Oh, is this is this the whole like uh, Trent Williams had cancer, but they didn't report it? All that stuff. Oh yeah, like, I mean, it's one of the head. many one of the many infractions. But no, it's Capri Bibbs was sleeping with the same girl that Jay, Jay Gruden was. Jay Gruden. Oh yeah, this this is the this is the thing that got buried by the sexual harassment suit, right? Yeah, and Jay that Gruden. Jay is gonna fight him because he was sleeping with the same girl. And so Jay Gruden benched Capri Bibbs and and uh, the back that he put in instead of Capri Bibbs missed the block on the play that Alex Smith broke his leg against J.J. Watt. Jeez. So have you, not- have you seen – I so I'll, I'll, I'll look it up for you and, I, and I'll have it for the people listening – at the start of next show, I'll find the stats that are so eerily similar to Joe Theismann's injury that it's crazy. Oh yeah, we've sent that photo to, to each other. Like yeah, like, like like probably every time. I think every time I see it, I just send it to you. I'm like, bro, have to just have to. That's like some stars align mystical yeah. voodoo stuff, bro. Yeah, definitely. I have a question for you. And this is why I hate that you're burying Alex Smith because he's the Jeff Garcia of our generation, right? No, he's not. He's the Jeff Garcia of our generation. No, he's not. Jeff Garcia got shipped out of three places, even though he was one of the best quarterbacks of the 90s. Jeff Garcia is so much better than Alex Smith. That's a lie. (laughs) Don't you dare put that juju on Jeff Garcia like that. So much better. You were just young and innocent when Jeff Garcia was playing. That's why you think he's better. Grown up, grown up, Jermaine can't can't face the fact that Alex Smith is a good quarterback. Alex Smith is budget Kyle Orton. Don't don't you do that. That's you're comparing him to Kyle Orton, who's a budget Jake Plummer. You just basically said he's worse than a quarterback who had to fight with Bubby Blister to win his job. Still a budget, a budget. I can't. I'm. You've all professionalism has left this podcast now. Uh, what will the people think of us when the tagline for this episode is Alex Smith is a 
budget Kyle Norton, which I do not endorse. He doesn't have the same beard that Jake Plummer had or Jake Cutler. I'm just letting you know, dude. Alex Smith is all smoke, no sizzle. This is bonkers. I will not stand for this. This is blasphemy. The man has almost 100 wins and less than 70 losses as a quarterback. Dude, I don't want to hear about wins and losses as a quarterback. Eli Manning. I and yet you used it to justify your playoff. You were like, oh, he only he has t- five losses in the playoff. I told you he's never done anything important. He rides the good. He rides a good team, and he goes to the playoffs. That's all a quarterback has to be. A quarterback has to be a game he doesn't manager. Do anything. He doesn't. Are do you telling? Are you telling me Alex Smith is better than Trent Dilfer? No. Thank God. <laughs> That would have ended our friendship right there if he would have said that he's better than Trent Dilfer. Is he better than Rex Grossman? Absolutely not. Rex Grossman is a gem that should be enshrined in the Professional Football Hall of Fame for all eternity. Rex Grossman is a guy that if you told me 20 years from now they came out a report that he was high on coke, the games that he was real good, and he was like not high on coke, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. Rex Grossman knew how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And then when it was seemingly impossible, force the other quarterback to outduel him in terms of shittiness and still win a game. As you guys remember from our review of the shittiest NFL games of all time. What a what a wild stat that it's all Bears quarterbacks. Yeah, bonkers. Was Kyle Orton on that list? No, because he never had a good game with any football team. <laughs> Neither did Alex Smith, bro. That is ridiculous. Garbage time. We're going to rename the segment. Jermaine is an ass. That's what <laughs> That's what the segment gets renamed. Dude, whatever. I'm trading you for two first-round picks and a third and some random safety. Did something happen? Why, why would you be so specific with uh, – with with that trade request, oh, I can I, I can see what you're hawking at, Jermaine. Because there there's a player that some there's no think. acknowledgement for that pun. No, dude, because you're an Alex Smith supporter. I will not point out anything good you do from now. That was on. the Alex Smith of puns. It's underappreciated and it's never it's going to be rejected by three people and three hundred people out there. I've been trying to find this Capri Bibbs the whole time I've been burying Alex Smith. So unjustified. Look, look, so you don't, you, it's just, that's the, the, I can't even talk anymore. That's how you know that it's just so ingrained in your mind that you are insane because you're distracted and you're still able to bury Alex Smith. That's why I know it's not real. You're thinking, you're thinking with your animalistic brain. Think with your civilized brain. It's because he's so awful that I can multitask and bury him as a starting quarterback in this league. Well, guess what? You're, you might as well be the GM for the 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs, and soon to be the Washington football team. He got replaced every single place and not even by better quarterbacks. Just kidding. Every time they were better. <laughs> no, Colin Kaepernick is not a better quarterback than him. Colin Kaepernick played like four seasons. Yeah, he should play more. Colin Kaepernick was legit when he was playing. But, you know, it was also like Tim Tebow-esque 
<laughs> he flared out don't real you, quick. You, you are our friendship is on dangerous ice. Don't you bury Tim Tebow like that? Don't you promote on this podcast? I will not stand for you promoting Kyle Orton and burying Tim Tebow like that. First of all, Kyle Orton is a far superior quarterback to Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is six and one with a playoff win. I don't want to. I don't want you to hear. Oh my god! I, 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 <laughs> I can't physically function right now. Just it's, like it's, that, ladies and gentlemen, I've broken his brain. I can't. I can't physically function. You're <laughs> you're telling me that Tim Tebow is a lesser quarterback than Kyle. Kyle, I can't grow a neck beard even though I'm 35. Orton, I'm pretty sure Kyle Orton replaced Tim Tebow. Who is better, Chase Daniel or Kyle Orton? Oh man, that's that's a, that's a <laughs> legitimate tough question to answer. To. That makes me know that your Kyle Orton argument is just to spin me up, and goddamn it, it's working. I worked be- masterfully, bro. I was just weaving a web over here, and you were just <laughs> rolling yourself in that bad boy. <clears throat> Let's talk about the Jamal Adams trade, though. Yeah, so so go over it again for the people at home. So so, the, so Jamal Adams, obviously the former safety for the New York Jets, was traded to the Seattle Seahawks for Bradley McDougal. Is that a real name? <laughs> He's what he was the Seahawks safety. Did the Jets get a Madden created player in this in this trade? <laughs> they did, and he also his first move as a Jet was tr- get on the phone with Jadavion Clowney and try recruiting him to the Jets. Well, that's that's a good move. I was like, all right, so this dude's moving. So it here it is. Like uh, the Seahawks traded away three picks and safety Bradley McDougald to the Jets for all pro safety Jamal Adams. And, yeah, and then and then, and and then him and pick. and then Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell got into a little bit of a sparring match. Did they really? Because, well, because yeah, Le'Veon Bell apparently said, like, man, you you basically like begged us to take you. And then all of a sudden you're asking your way off this team. He's like, there's no, like, I ain't got no respect for you. And Jamal Adams was like, bet. See you week 14. (laughs) Week 14, the Seahawks play the Jets. So damn. He did. Did he really beg the Jets to take him? Uh, That's what, that's what Le'Veon Bell said. So interesting. I don't know. What do you think about, I mean, who do you think won that trade? So let's think about it. The Seattle Seahawks, what was our main what was our main complaint about them last year? They, they had rushed the passer. You thought so? Gotcha. They were one of the my, worst. My, I, 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 I had two things, right? They couldn't rush the passer. They have great linebackers, they have great cornerbacks, but I just they didn't have really good top cover. Uh I mean, yeah, their secondary was uh, you know, it had some, it had moments uh, where it wasn't very good, but I'm pretty sure they were like 31st of 32 as far as like rushing the quarterback last year, dude. Oh, was Jamal Adams a pass rushing safety? I mean, he had a few sacks. <laughs> That's Jermaine's way of saying no. <laughs> I mean, but my thing is, I think they only had like one player. I think they didn't have a single player over like five. And he's still sacks. not signed. 
How is the one player that was their good pass rusher still not signed, a.k.a. Jadavion Clowney? Yeah, dude, look, they had – are you ready for their sacks last year? Yeah. Team, team total, 28. <laughs> and Jadavion Clowney had three last year. Oh. Rasheem Green led the team with four sacks. Who? Another Madden created player? Yeah, number 98, so he's definitely <clears> – <throat> Definitely doesn't yeah, have I a mean, profile I, I, I think it I think it augments an, an already strong secondary for the Seahawks. They gave up two firsts, right? And a second. Two firsts and a third. And a safety. That's a little too steep for me. Bro, I read that trade and I was just like, yo, Jamal Adams. And then I read what they gave up and I'm like, Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of my like, is Pete Carroll that hurting for another Earl Thomas that he needs to give up that much? I mean, so Jamal Adams is a lot. There's some people, not myself, but there's some people that think he's the second best defensive player in all of football. So if you go by that inkling, then I guess they didn't give up that much. But the first, the first being Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah. Well, if you listen to Madden, he's not a very good safety. Jamal Adams, yeah, because yeah. he's fourth on the list. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I think Jamal Adams is just causing headaches. He clearly wanted out. Adam Gase is just running that team into the ground. And I, so- <sighs> yeah, he, he called out Adam Gase for being a terrible leader and, and not stepping up and letting other coaches call halftime speeches. I, I think he almost like – I mean, for the for him forcing his way out of the Jets, the Jets kind of won, <laughs> kind of won that trade, right? Dude. So you get rid of, you get rid of a locker room cancer, and you get two first and a third plus plus a safety who like who you pull you plug and play. That, and Bradley McDougal's not. I mean, first of all, we're not writing home about Bradley McDougal, but like the dude is. I not am. That's that an outstanding name. name. That's not that he's not that bad a player. So no. not only do you get the replacement immediately for this season in the trade you don't pay jamal adams you get two first round picks this year two first round picks next year counting their own that they already have right you add another third i was about to be mind blown i was like wait you only mentioned two first round picks they got four first round picks no i mean you still have i got yeah i got it i got it i got it and then they gave up a 2022 fourth round pick like in return and got rid of a locker room cancer probably they amassed all this pick compensation. I, I think the Jets crushed the straight. <laughs> and to say that while losing Jamal Adams means you absolutely did a good trade. This is this is why I wanted to talk about this. So that way I could bury Bill O'Brien some more. Because it <laughs> always comes back to you, Billy Bo. Bill O'Brien takes some motherfucking notes jamal adams was did not have more value than jadevion Clowney, but somehow the jets extracted maximum value yeah are you kidding me they got a better deal for jamal adams than the texans got for deandre hopkins that is bonkers and jadevion Clowney combined you traded Hopkins and Clowney and got worse return than the Jets got for just Jamal Adams. Wow. Bill O'Brien, yeah, 
Welcome to Bill O'Brien. You you have been, you will be, and you you'll continue to be buried by room three hundred three. If you know me in the slightest, you know I love GMing teams and putting them together. And for me to absolutely bury Bill O'Brien like this shows how absolutely idiotic he is running the Houston Texans. They could win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying another good word about GM Bill O'Brien. What was the last successful? When do you think the last successful player, player, or sorry, not player, coach GM was an absolute control coach? Bill Belichick. But does he have absolute control? Yeah, he has final say on all that stuff. Yep. Oh, he has people that work in the office with it, but and (laughs) but you know they work in the office, but they're they all got to come ask Bill. Hey, Bill, can you sign this? That would be said. I would never want to work for the. I would never want to work for a coach that, like, as a GM, I'm like, yeah, that's a good deal, and then I have to walk down and be like, hey, Bill. <laughs> so there I was thinking, who told like, you to think? Uh, he's like, why are you thinking that? And then uh, I mean, he learned from Bill Parcells had the same kind of setup. <clears throat> I was thinking Bill Cower was probably the last best. Before, but before you mentioned Bill Belichick, I mean, obviously that that kind of shot my argument down because I was I was thinking when Mike Shanahan got really like Mike Shanahan was supposedly a, a like a huge uh, like control wanting coach, but the Broncos had a GM and Pat Bolin that kind of stood in the way for a while, and then when he got total control, he kind of ran the Broncos into the ground. Yeah, Mike Shanahan did do that, and then he ran the Redskins into the ground. So Cower was, I never, yeah, I never yeah, knew he was. Cower, Cower was a complete control coach too. That's why he's never come back to to coach. Well, that's one of the rumors why he's never come back to coach in the NFL. It's because he wants complete control of of all. He wants final control of all football decisions. And you know, there's very, there's very, you know, football teams nowadays are not like they were in the '80s and '90s. They rely a lot on analytics. They have a director of analytics, a director of scouting, like. And these guys all have a seat at the table, and the GM is just another seat at the table. Yeah, and he, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, interesting. I did not and know. I mean, that. I, and I mean, also, I mean, th- think of it: if you were a GM, and and you have all these guys, right? We we are we're millennials, quote unquote. But like, like think of it: like if you had to, if you had all these guys, and they and they got you all these stats and everything. Think Moneyball, but like you had to walk into. Art Howe's office and be like, hey, Art, I think I'm going to sign this guy that hit 235 last year, but I think he walks a lot. And the manager be like, no, absolutely not. Like Bill Belichick being like, no, we're not signing that guy. He doesn't fit the Patriot way. And you're like, what do you mean the Patriot way? Like, yeah, that's that's fit the football way. I really wanted Bill Cowher to coach the Cowboys, dude. Bill Cower to coach the Cowboys. You imagine how wild that would. He's not wearing Pittsburgh colors, and he goes to the cow, and he takes the Cowboys over the Pittsburghs, like most Super Bowl wins, dude. That would be pretty crazy. That I wanted him to come and coach. I wanted him to go and coach NC State. Yeah, he was. A, I don't think he would do that. Well, he was a former linebacker at NC State. That's where he went to college. Yeah, I just don't see him coaching college. No, probably not. No, he's probably going to be a GM. And shoot, I can walk on and play at NC State right now. Probably, yeah. So insert transition here, Jermaine. 
All right. So talking about talking about one football to another football, we finally saw a conclusion in the last two European continental leagues last weekend. So it was the final match day of the Premier League. We t- we'd been talking we've been talking about it for weeks, and Man U and Leicester City finally Leicester it's Leicester Jesus I don't know why I keep saying Leicester Leicester City did exactly what they uh, what they were going to come down to and that was Chelsea played Crystal Palace and uh, Man U and Leicester City played for basically the the top four. And Chelsea won and then had to sit by and watch because if if Leicester would have won, Leicester and Man U were in on goal differential. And Chelsea would have been out and there would have been no Champs League for Chelsea, which I would have loved. That uh, Man U should have taken the bullet for that one. No, I mean, Chelsea ended up with the same amount of points as Man U. So what you but they had them on goal draft. differential. But they had them on goal differential. Right, but if Man U would have lost, they would have finished with 63. So Chelsea would have had to lose as well. Oh, was it a win and you're in? Yeah, so no. Chelsea no, won. Well, never never mind then. What what we what we needed to happen was Man U and City to draw and Wolves to win. And yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry. They played Wolves, not uh not uh, who, whoever I said they played. Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah, they didn't play Crystal Palace. But anyway, so Chelsea finishes fourth, and Man fourth. U finishes third. Based Same on points, goal, but goal based on goal differential. It's good to see Man U back in the Champions League. That's all I got to say. That's my that's my final thoughts on that. And I concur. Uh, Jamie Vardy wins the Golden Boot. At the beginning of the year, it was 20-1 to 1 that he win the Golden Boot. That was probably something that we should have looked at. For for next year, because because for next year, uh, next year, 50, 50 days off, Jermaine is the next premier season. So in a month and a half, it's going to be Premier League soccer again. Well, on September twelfth. Yeah, for sure. What? Hey, when we get to the NBA section, you should pull up uh, like props for like player MVPs and stuff. Okay, I'll pull it up. All right. Um, then so moving on to Syria. Syria obviously Ronaldo and Juventus won finally, right? Three games left, they clinched. Uh, they have that would be Ronaldo's seventh league title, which Mul- is multiple which is, in every one that he's been at. Which is yeah, which is over three leagues. So my question to you is, when does he win his first MLS title? Twenty twenty two. That's a bold prediction. Right there, brought to you by Jermaine. 2022, Ronaldo is winning his ninth league title, but this one in the MLS. That's after him and Messi win with Juventus in Syria. That would be bonkers. And then they come to MLS together. And one of them plays on LAFC and the other plays on uh, Galaxy. LA Galaxy. If they if Ronaldo comes and plays in MLS, dude, we gotta go catch that. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Go, I'm I'm go, I'm I'm already super angry that I didn't get to catch a uh, that I didn't get to catch the what was it the the uh, MLS All Stars one where uh, they played Bayern Munich, I think. 
Yeah. And and Schwein and Bastian Schweinsteiger switched at halftime back to Bayern Munich. That was hysterical, bro. Yeah. That was in Chicago, I think. Or or someplace where I or Nashville, maybe. It was Chicago. Someplace that I tried to 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 get to go to it and wasn't able to go to it. And then and PSG uh won the Copa de France final. And they had, they had a blow though, Jermaine. They had a huge blow to their uh, Champions League hopes, and I, I don't think I'm picking uh, PSG anymore for the Champs Leagues. But we'll we'll cover that in our in our Champs League episode. Yeah, they really threw a wrench into the whole uh, Premier League uh, picks uh, because of a dirty tackle, bro. Makes me sad. <laughs> like Sergio Ramos level dirty. Um, uh, probably not that dirty. So PSG's star Kylian Mbappe is who we're talking about. They lost him for three weeks and maybe more because he has a high ankle sprain and that those are never, you got to literally stay off him for three weeks and then very carefully go back into soccer related activities or it's, or it's not going to heal right. Yeah, I don't see him playing in this Champions League. I mean, they're optimistic with their three weeks and he is, you know, peak physical prime is top 1% fitness in the world. So maybe and like 21 years old. So yeah, so maybe, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah. So opening day came and went. Yeah, it's gone. Came and went just like and we're that. off. And now baseball every single day until uh, the Marlins cancel the single season, season single-handedly. <laughs> yeah, until the, until the Marlins single-handedly end the MLB season with COVID. Did anyone uh, win the 100K contest? I don't know. I can't find it. I tried to find it, like my picks, and it kept taking me back to like the original pick website and was like, thanks for playing. Wow. So I I know we missed. Let's see. I, I, I can pull it up what we missed, though, from memory. And obviously, everybody else can go on. Um, it was a good week for uh, 40 year old DHs. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We'll get to that in a second. Um, oh, let's see. It was Thursday and Friday. So we nailed the Yankees pick, nailed the Dodgers pick, obviously missed the, 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 the Braves forgot how score runs. Dude. Remember when I told you that the Mets were going to win that game and I still went with the Braves. Yeah, you did say that. Yep. And, uh, so Did Blue Detroit Jays streak? Uh no, Detroit lost to the Reds. So as we mentioned last uh last podcast, they lost to the Reds 7-1. So the streak is over. It ends at nine consecutive consecutive opening day wins, which is still Ten. an MLB record. Ten. Ten, which is still an which is still an MLB record. The Blue Jays won. The Marlins won. The Man, we got three wrong the, already. You picked the Rangers to win, I think. I did, yeah. I picked the Rockies. The uh, Padres beat the Diamondbacks. I got that one. And the Athletics beat the Angels. Yeah, so we we missed a lot. We did not win the 100K, so to say. But as you just alluded to, Jermaine, players of the week, who do you got? I went 11-4. and four. That's not bad. Suck it, bro. I beat you. It's not bad, but it's not 100K. You should give me $20 for beating you. Nope, not going to. Hey, let's <laughs> let's just say let's just say I backdated paying for your beers. <laughs> Never gonna let that go. It's like having nope. a wife. That's right. 
So 40-year-old Nelson Cruz won the AL Player of the Week for his three home runs and 10 RBI performance. Yeah, that was he's he's been on fire lately. Uh, dude, he's probably so happy. I don't have to play the field. I just get to come up here and hit. <laughs> he's also probably going to tank after that. That's a lot of effort for a 40-year-old man. Dang, you're already doubting him? Bartolo's still out there throwing heat? Where is Bartolo? He, he's not playing in the league this year. I thought he, he said he wanted to, he he said he wanted to do a comeback, but I think the COVID killed it all, killed the comeback. Man, that's sad. Yeah, that's your that's your uh, that's your free. father in another that's your father in another life. That's my father. That's right. He's yeah, you're right. He's a free agent. But then for the NL, we had a complete game shutout on opening day. Yeah, I I should have I. I sh- I had the right mind to to pick Kyle Hendricks in fantasy, and I, I didn't end up doing it. I don't know why. Wow. Talk about getting that one wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was I was not expecting a complete game in the first game of the season. Yeah, I mean I it what three a, a complete game three hit nine K performance if if my if my memory serves me correct for for Kyle Hendricks in, in the first game, which is which is outstanding. Uh, my my feel good story. Oh, and a shout out to no one runs. My feel good story. Obviously, it's a lot easier to follow when it's your hometown team. But Daniel Bard signed by the Rockies probably two weeks before the season started, and having last pitched with the Red Sox in 2013 and last playing organized baseball in two, 2017, Jermaine. He won, came in in relief in the second game for the Rockies, ended up throwing a couple of innings and actually getting the win in his second game. So that's a great that's that's a great story. You you love to see baseball stories like that. Guys who haven't played since you know 2017 come back and and, and get that win. And he missed because of what? I think he just he just got out of the game. He just didn't want to didn't want to play baseball anymore. Oh, okay. It wasn't like an injury or anything. I don't think so. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. And keep talking. I'll look it up. Oh yeah, he had the yips. <laughs> yeah, the yips. Yeah, the yips. Oh man. Yeah. I was looking up the stat about Kyle Hendricks joining exclusive club with dazzling opening day outing. Oh. Yeah. 103 pitches to throw a complete game shot. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, he is. I think he posted. I saw somewhere. I'm probably going to get this ter- horribly wrong. But he had he threw in the top 10 in MLB history fewest pitches to, re- to reach a complete game. Dang. So that was that that was pretty cool to, to see for him. So like we mentioned in the trivia question, Jermaine, there's going to be no 60 and 0 season for anybody. Sad face, right? 59 and one is now the goal for all these teams. What, I mean, you, you said, I mean, we both kind of said that, you know, we made these picks, but these are our picks going off of what we think will happen. And so far that's not happening, Jermaine. So after opening day weekend, the Orioles, Tigers, uh, Miami, and the Rockies are all two and one. And the San Diego Padres are three and one. The Oakland A. Oh well, the Oakland A's are three and one as of today, though. Yeah, but we, I expected I. The Oakland A's are not a uh, a bad team. 
Oh, the okay. Phillies, the Mets, the Brewers uh, are all one and two. The Dodgers are two and two. And the Nats, defending World Series champs, and the Diamondbacks are one and three, Jermaine. The Diamondbacks pick is floundering the, the already. Diamond, the, so to to review our to review our picks, they're not going well. Yeah, I mean it's a little premature, but they're not going well. Stay tuned for next Monday's episode where Nick guarantees he'll pick the World Series. Guarantees. I told Jermaine after the second weekend in baseball, ten days in, I will pick with beyond a shadow of a doubt. I will even put money, probably a C note, on this pick to win the World Series. So stay tuned. Next Monday's episode, I will pick the world series winner i will let you guys sorry i will let you guys know who the world series winner is i will pick it on the 10th day and that day is one jermaine august 3rd august 3rd so are we are we gonna have we're gonna have one more podcast yeah that'll be not not thursday next monday like that'll be that'll be next that'll be two podcasts from now is i will tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt put money on it take it to the bank book it Go to Vegas, tell Westgate, this is the winner. Shut down the season. No need to play anymore. As always, don't forget the podcast motto. The Savant. Nick the Savant Morahan has picked his his World Series winner. So there's only been five opening day shutouts since 93. You ready? Yeah. Hendricks in 2019. Okay. That's incorrect. That should say Hendricks in 2020. Uh, Kershaw in 2013. Aaron Cook in 2008. No, on opening day? Yeah. That's not what this says. Damn. Uh, Hideo Nomo in 2003. Oh, Hideo Nomo? Randy Johnson in 2002. And then uh, podcast favorite, Bartolo Colon in 2002. Opening day shutouts haven't happened, started happening in 2002. No, these were just the five since '93. Oh, I was like, that is an out. That is an amazing stat. No, I'm sure. Yeah, with yeah. with that was the case. That would be pretty interesting. But yeah, so so stay tuned as we go. Obviously, that's opening day. We'll keep you updated. We'll we might throw a little baseball picks in there when we when we see them. Keep them keep a lookout on the social medias for any baseball picks uh, that come out midweek or or between podcast episodes. Or if we see something we like in the week, obviously we're 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 going to let you guys know. So just just keep an eye out on that. Absolutely. Any, any final thoughts on on opening day, Jermaine? It's good to have baseball back. No, it was great. It's definitely great to get it to have it back, but. Uh... It's good to have baseball back, and then the Marlins ruin it. I know. How do you feel about that? Do you think that they have because they have the they built in those thirty man, you know, uh, rosters? Yeah, but don't, but don't twelve people on like twelve people on the Marlins have COVID? Yeah, but some of them are staff, bro. No, I mean I, I I don't know. I really hope that it's just. <sighs> I mean, I, I gotta say, like, I, I gotta say, like, the Phillies kind of hurt. Like, the fact that the Phillies got it too kind of hurts. If nobody tests positive on the Phillies, that'll be fine. But like, are we really losing that much if we make the Marlins forfeit their games? <laughs> Damn. Like, if they like, they're not gonna really. They have like one of the worst lineups in baseball. Just been burying everyone on today's episode. 
Yeah. We just took a whole franchise with us. I'll start the plot right next to Alex Smith. <sighs> he hasn't been buried. I've resurrected him. I'm I'm calling him the Undertaker. Alex Smith is doo doo, bro. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. But he's I think we've 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 we've, we've John Harbaugh quarterback. We've. <laughs> <laughs> you take God. us into the next fucking segment then if you're gonna just spit if you're gonna just spit blasphemy like that a jo- oh my god john harbaugh john harbaugh oh man i hit you hit you swift you weren't ready can't even make eye contact anymore god. he's not even a very good bernie kozar <laughs> he's like a total post 40 Vin- vinnie testaverde what, like, like, who else are you going to pull out of your bag of freaking tricks to just hit me with? He's <laughs> not a very good. Yeah. You want to know another Washington Washington football team quarterback that was better than him? Gus Farratt. That's accurate, though. That's. Take it to the next segment, goddammit. <laughs> if only he was Johnny Manziel. If one can only hope, that's that's a valid one. I'll I'll buy that. We need another Johnny in the league. Johnny, R.I.P. Gone too soon from the league. All right, so NBA is starting back up this week. I am very, 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 very much excited. Uh, we got Bubble Ball coming to you live. <laughs> Bubble Ball. I've been holding on that, holding on to that one for a while, dude. Bubble that's Ball. That's good. That's what I'm gonna be calling it, dude. That's good, dude. <laughs> so we. We're working on our model to get our NBA picks, uh, you know, ready for opening night. And mm-hmm. we'll start with the first two opening night games. First first official game back is going to be Jazz versus Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And the line is, uh, is actually kind of a little bit of a shocker. I've got New Orleans at minus two and a half. All right, Nick, yeah, we need that in this one. Yeah, I mean, so so far, so for those for those of you guys who don't know, which is apparently my favorite thing to say on the podcast, uh, we built this model before we had a podcast when the NBA season was still going along, and we had it tailored to the point where, basically, it's it, it's based off of of, of a, a, a lot of metrics, but basically, it's points, field goals attempted, free throws attempted, offensive rebounds, turnovers to generate pace, pace then then combined with offensive efficiency. Right, which is points, basically how many points you score from those field goals and uh, free throws, like, right? And free throws, right? How many points you score based on the sh- number of shots you take, right? You combine those two things and you can get a very good estimate of per 36 minutes, how well, or 48 minutes, how well a team will do. Right, you put we you throw a little bit of a modifier on there to adjust for for the current year's points, and, and that's basically our NBA model. So that being said, right, the the Pelicans are a very both pace heavy and efficient team so far in the bubble. So we've scrapped everything, and we're only using the game so far that have been played in the bubble. Right, I'm not ready to bet this yet, right, because the Pelicans do have one game with Zion, but right now I do see a lot of value in the New Orleans minus two line. And that could change, obviously, as we get through it. Also, I am watching the uh, over-under. So the, the total points right now is at 220. I'm really looking at the under in this game. So so New Orleans minus two, 
maybe even a little bit on the the New Orleans money line if if you have a little bit of extra money to spend. Um, but yeah, and then the under the under two twenty. All right, so we got Pelicans and under two twenty. All right, so then the next matchup that night to round out the day is going to be a battle of L.A. Clippers versus Lakers, and I believe the Lakers are indeed favored in this matchup by four and a half points. That's correct, yeah. So break us break it down here. Yeah, I mean the the they they both run pretty much at the same pace. The Lakers are a far more efficient team than the Clippers, but I don't really see any value at the current price point. With totals with either either spread or totals. If if it starts if you see some money, there hasn't been any money coming in for the week yet towards the Clippers. I would say if they're if this gets down to Lakers minus two, which I don't see it getting down, but if it starts getting in that t- territory, bet it. And then the same thing as the Pelicans, but I, I don't see this going anywhere but up. I think people are going to hammer the Lakers line. What's the model say about the over-under? Because it's set at 216 and a half. That's, the over seems pretty enticing on that, no? I mean, the, the the model says it's it's right around where it should be. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's mean, right around is, where it, it should be. It is bubble ball. I don't even know if we really know. <laughs> so, plus 160 Clippers money line, though. Uh yeah, I mean the the right right now I have I have the Lakers winning by by nine points. So, I mean if 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 I it's going to be a good game, it'll be a fun game to watch, but I'm not taking any action on it. So fade us and take Clippers money on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the first game on Friday, July 31st, with an 11:30 a.m. showtime. That's Pacific uh, date time group. It's going to be uh, Magic versus Nets, and Orlando is favored six and a half. That one seems pretty straightforward. Uh, Nets are down just about everyone. I think they called Nick and I to suit up, but we told them we had a podcast to do. That's right. Couldn't make it. We have it. an obligation. Yeah, we've, we've got listeners that require to hear our voices. So That's right. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't again I don't want any I don't want any action on this game. I would say if you're getting bold right now and and, and you hear what Jermaine just said, Brooklyn is not having uh, Brooklyn is has the opposite of what you want in the bubble is they have a really high pace and a very low scoring efficiency. So they're giving the ball back and they're not scoring. So I think if you want anything in this, it would be the under, but the under is 211 right now. I hate those small unders with the points total because it's because it's because if you get a if you get a 106 to 10 or you know, you get a you know, I, I, I have the the Nets winning by or sorry, the Magic winning by five here. If you have a 115 to 110 game, that just blew my under. And it's not that much over the total. So I, you know. That that would be what I that that would be what I would take here. For for over unders, I'm typically looking for around two twenty to take an under. Yeah. When it's two eleven, you better hope that you're going with you better hope that the Magic and Nets just don't play defense and yeah. you hit your over. So I'm pretty much staying away from that one. I think the and Magic I, walk I, away I, from that game. Yeah. And and games like that, the under two eleven if you're betting I mean, you, you get to the point where it gets to the end of the, the third quarter, the start of the fourth, and you're just hoping for missed shots, and nobody wants to miss, watch a basketball game hoping for missed shots. <laughs> it's a shitty way to watch. Yeah. All right, so the next matchup, kicking off at 1 p.m. 
Pacific time, so for your time, Nick, it's the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, so so right Portland's now, actually favored yeah. by two. Yeah, I, I think Portland wins this game. I think they I think they win it quite handily. The what I would look for here though is what we were just talking about. It's the opposite of the Brooklyn game, right? Memphis is incredibly fast, but they don't score, right? So I, I and really Portland scores, but they're not very fast, right? Do you see where that correlation is kind of lining up? And you have an over and under of two twenty two and a half. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. So you're going under in this game. Uh, under, yeah, for sure. This is actually one of my this if, if I had to give if I had to give two locks for for starting NBA weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this would be one of my two locks. Under two twenty two and a half. Under two twenty two twenty two and a half, yeah. And we haven't gotten to your other Not yet. We're about to get to it. <laughs> okay. Two twenty two and a half. Uh Portland, Memphis. Welcome to Locky Town. Lucky right, town. So I actually uh, think I'm going to put together a parlay of every single game and just see if I could pick all the winners. I think yeah. despite what your model throw says, a, throw a dollar on it. Despite what your model says, I'm going to go Pelicans, Lakers, Magic, Grizzlies as of right now. Um, next matchup, we've got the Phoenix. What do, you, what, what do you mean despite what my model says? You just named all the Pelicans, Lakers, Magic, Grizzlies. Oh, Grizzlies. You think Grizzlies are going to got okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up, buddy. Yeah, yeah I'm there. <laughs> Phoenix Suns versus Washington Wizards are next. That kicks off uh, again at uh four Eastern, one Pacific. Phoenix is actually favored by seven. Oh, Dude, I don't think is Bradley Beal playing. So that 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 might affect it a little bit, but I, I was not surprised that Phoenix was was favored at all. I was pleasantly surprised though that Phoenix is doing exactly what you want to do as an NBA team. If you're not going to be very fast, you better be pretty efficient, and they are incredibly efficient. They're they are one of the top teams in the league right now in terms of offensive efficiency in the bubble. So I I love it. Really. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the same Phoenix Suns. The same Phoenix Suns, yeah. Okay, that is. Uh... Yeah. I I I mean, if and Washington is I, I Washington is is getting up there in terms of they're fast and and they're pretty efficient. I would say, <clears throat> not a good team though. I would say that if you're looking for anything here, the total is two twenty five. I would look heavy on the under 225. And also, when I had this yesterday, it was under 225 and a half. So I think guys are looking to drive this price down from where it's at. And it's already been driven down a little bit. So if you're going to take it, I would take it right now. But it's it's still at a, at a pretty good price in my opinion. 225 is uh, definitely something you would you should look at. That's not bad at all. It's, yeah, uh, very nice. So next game, kicking off at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 Pacific, is going to be Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, this one actually has Milwaukee minus four and a half. Mm-hmm. And over under 217. Yeah, give me my, give me my second lock of the, of, of the weekend. Milwaukee minus four and a half. Book it. Milwaukee. I, 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 I think Milwaukee blows the doors off Boston in this. I think they win by by ten or more. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee is Milwaukee is everything that you want. They're fast and efficient. Yeah, and they, don't they take like the most free throws in the league as well? Yeah, they, yeah, they have they have a crazy number of 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 free throws right now. I mean, looking looking at it, Milwaukee. Yeah, basically, other teams are sitting around anywhere in the you know after three games, sitting around in anywhere in the seventy to eighty range. Milwaukee's at hundred and eleven free throws right now. Hundred eleven free throws. 111 free throws attempted. Yeah. And they oh, also in, have in bubble ball play. And they also have the highest points scored through three games so far. And and not the highest field goals attempted. So they they are looking very, very juicy right now. That's my second lock. Milwaukee minus four. I don't know why the line is this low. Uh I mean, you're you're kind of gonna be my sounding board to to base this off, Jermaine, because this is I don't think Milwaukee is missing anyone significant. No, I mean uh, the line. I think the line's just that low because like Boston's finally healthy again. I mean they still have a very talented roster. I mean Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. Um, I just don't think uh, Boston really has the front court to to defend against Brook Lopez and Giannis. So I mean, that's that's three buckets. Four and a half is three buckets, and I think Milwaukee is good to get plenty of, you know. That seems like I'm kind of with you, but it might just be because it's bubble ball play, or maybe Boston has been – how has Boston done in the bubble? Not well. I mean, they're, I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're not nearly as fast enough and as efficient enough as Milwaukee, but they're not terrible. Okay. I mean, they don't have a lot. Of, they don't have a lot of pace. I, I think that's. I think that's where the model is really looking at is that Milwaukee has a lot, is a very fast team. Yeah, and I mean that's a safe pick. I really like the Bucks. I mean, especially at four and a half. That's uh, that's a Juicy. little actually a little shocking to see. So next game up is the Sacramento Kings versus the San Antonio Spurs at uh, eight Eastern, five Pacific. This one has the Kings. Um, minus two and a half, which is kind of shocking with Marvin Begley, right? You told me Marvin Begley was out, correct? Yeah. What what happened again? He had a shoulder injury? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He had to leave the bubble. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and talk us through that one. Over-under is at 215, and obviously Kings minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Kings are going to win this game, but – I don't. I don't have enough confidence to bet either the spread of the total. It's both. But both teams are are pretty much alike. The Spurs are a little faster, and the Kings are a little bit more efficient. Obviously, I don't know how Marvin Bagley factors into that, so I'm not going to put a bet on either of these these totals or the spread. Yeah. So he suffered a right foot injury. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty serious one too. They haven't released the results, but yeah, he got hurt on the twentieth. Yeah. Um, okay. So then the last game of the opening bubble is the Rockets playing the Mavericks mm-hmm. with an even line. So it's a, essentially a pick 'em. Oh, it is even right now. It is even right now. The over under is set for two twenty six. Uh yeah, that seems pretty accurate. That's gonna be a high scoring affair. And that's already been driven that's already been driven down. Yeah. The over under has been driven down? Yeah, the the over under has been driven down, uh, and the line when I looked at it was Houston minus one and a half. 
So a lot of people are thinking what I'm thinking. I, I th- this would be a Dallas money line pick right here. I, I would pick Dallas money line and and I mean now, now it's pretty much Dallas even. I, I had it at when it was it was it was it opened at minus two. I had Dallas winning at minus two. I would have taken Dallas plus two and Dallas money line at this game. So I you think had it, Dallas winning, huh? Yeah, I had Dallas winning. Houston, Houston is. I mean, I mean, Dallas is Dallas is extremely efficient, and they have a very good lineup too. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would look here. I mean, it looks like the total is being driven down. I I had the 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 Taylor the the total kind of close to going under, but it's it's too close now for for me to like anything. And that should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, very fun game to watch. So let me let me highlight two other games, Jermaine. The, the actual the four teams that have their first games on Saturday. Okay, so Miami Miami plays Denver on Saturday. What I like in that one is again, it's 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 the same kind of thing that we had with uh, the Magic and the Nets on Friday, right? I think that this game, if you want to take action in this game, don't look at the under. I would look at maybe Miami mon- money line. Miami is a better team than people think based on this line right here. The line is Denver minus two right now. And Denver is not is not playing like the Denver that is not playing the way Denver should, right? Which is kind of where you see it in this line, right? Because I don't think, you know, if, if we said that this was pre-bubble, I don't think Miami would be only a, a two-point dog in Denver, right? <clears throat> Uh, not in Denver, but Denver was also uh, as one of the teams that has a gang of injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I would look Miami money line here, uh, and then the second game is uh, Philadelphia, Indiana, Indiana. Obviously, I'm waiting for. I believe there's games tomorrow, right? Yeah, there's. Yeah, gonna be, you're talking about scrim- the scrimmage games. Right? Yeah, there's scrimmage games Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday, correct? Um, end of Tuesday. I think it's end of Tuesday. Okay, so so if it ends on Tuesday, basically I, I'm waiting for these teams to play both their third game right now. But it looks like to me that Indiana, the Indiana money line would be would be what I would go here. Uh, but I then again I need that third game to kind of to kind of plug into the model here. And and the the advice that I would give people right on all these picks is that I. This this is not action I'm taking right now, right? This is stuff that I'm going to give the model probably two or three games to play and to work out and just to see if my picks are doing well before I'm actually putting any money on it to see if this is – because this is all calculated off um, – what do you call it? What do you call it, Jeremy? Scrimmage games, Right. Right. Co- coaches are resting players. You know, guys are – you know, they, they don't want to run their guys, you know – too hard because it's not playoff time. There's no real adrenaline for it. It's just getting ready for the season. So obviously I'm going to let this model have probably th- three games before I actually start putting picks out to uh, you guys on social media where we actually have pretty le- pretty good confidence in, in our picks. Yeah, exactly. This is, all, this is all stuff we're looking at. We're just giving you insight as to why we'd be looking at them. Uh, as far as NBA champions go, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say it's going to be the Lakers. Well, how about you? Yeah, so I, so I'm actually, I actually wanted, I actually not, not need it to be the Lakers. But you remember, I mean, you know, God rest his soul. But as soon as Kobe died, 
I logged into five dimes and I put a C note bet on the Lakers to win the championship. Right? So the Lakers plus two sixty five to win the championship. Uh you know, I I I'm I am entirely confident in the Lakers and they've not shown me anything that that they I mean what our biggest question going into playoff time was was LeBron going to be able to manage his, you know, he's not as young as he used to be. Is he going to be able to manage himself? Is Anthony Davis going to be able to, to, to stay good? Are the Lakers going to add that final piece that they need? And I think that the, the restart has kind of answered all the questions. They added a J, they added J.R. Smith. They got their rest. All their stars are healthy. I don't see a way that the Lakers don't win it. I really don't see a way that the, that the, uh, uh, Bucks don't win the East. I think it's going to be Bucks Lakers. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you got Bucks Lakers Lakers winning it all. Uh, just yeah. to spot your bet, I'm going to go ahead and go <laughs> Clippers Raptors. Oh yeah. Kawhi versus the team that he led to the chip the year before, and I got Clippers winning it all. Just to spite your your so, LA Lakers bet. So what that means to all of you out there is Jermaine absolutely agrees with everything I just said, and. I actually, so I, dude, I think the Lakers win it all. Absolutely. I agree with that. But I'm for in the interest of presenting an alternative future. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, D up those Lakers bums, Mm -hmm. drop a 50 stack each every single game on them, and they sweep them in three because the Lakers just don't show up for the fourth game. And then Toronto Raptors surprise everybody now that they're healthy and actually beat Giannis again because they have Marcus Saul able to defend him. And then you have a Raptors Clippers NBA championship, which yeah, is not, not something anyone would ever have expected. Not out of the realm of possibility. That's for sure. Um, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's take a look at some, uh, let's take a look at some prop propies here. Uh, looking for, uh, they haven't, they haven't posted uh, MVP props yet. Man, come on now. Yeah, yeah. So no MVP props. So so when those are posted, we'll, we'll obviously let you know who we think the 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 bubble ball MVP is going to be, uh, and obviously just just fine tuning the uh, fine tuning the uh, the model and 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 getting it right. Right. I gave you my two locks again. My two locks are going to be the the Portland Memphis under two twenty five and a half, and then Milwaukee minus four and a half. I mean that's that's. I, I say I'm not taking action on it, and then I'm going to log into five times after this podcast and put Milwaukee minus four and a half. Yeah, of course. I <laughs> first of all, you don't need a model to tell you that Milwaukee's going to win that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that under two twenty five and a half, I like a lot. Um, I'm just hoping that everyone's going to be a little rusty because I don't want to see a Job ja Morant, Damian Lillard like. <laughs> 40 point duel <laughs> when you got the under 225 and a half going. And, and, and by the way, everybody, I, I try to work this model with basically I, I, I have these, these, this pace and uh, the offensive efficiency, but then I also add at the end of whatever equation I'm using a multiplier, right? So that, I am basically keeping the average number of points. So we're basically trying to simulate an average NBA game based on this model, right? So we can get our picks off that uses a constant. I am modifying that pretty much every day until we find a good number 
that we can base our picks off of. And it's going to generate a lot of unders at first. But soon we're going to start pop. That's when the, the unders and the overs are going to pop pop out pretty quickly. Yeah, we just need a little more uh, data to input into it. That's right. A little more games to be played so that way we can understand the point totals that these teams are going to be putting up in the bubble. Because it is going to be a little bit different. Some players are going to be affected by no crowd noise. Some players are going to be affected by, you know, positively or negatively on when it comes to that. And so it should be very interesting. And then uh, August 14th rolls around and we get rid of all the bum squads and we start the playoffs. So that's when you want the model, model to be humming. We'll have plenty of games to get us there. It's what, 8 times 22. So it's like 88 twice. So. 172 170, is that you right? do the math 172 games before we get there right you did that eight times high. 22 yeah eight times so 22. eight times 20 is 160 and it would be 176 176 so i was off by four yeah you do the math we're not anyway. math, we're not mathematicians on this podcast <laughs> we just make models we don't do math that's right. I just use Excel. I don't do math. Math so for math for nerds. I'm a sports gambler. Take us into fight them and cut them, Nick. So obviously, we watched opening day. The Yankees and the Nationals in our nation's capital. Who comes out to throw the first pitch? But Doctor Anthony Fauci. And personal opinions aside, he's a very polarizing uh, political figure. We'll say that he was a. Uh, so he was, I guess, somebody's right choice for the first pitch. Uh, Jermaine, do you happen to remember a young uh, uh, or a clip from a while back of one uh, 50 cent throwing the ball at a Mets game? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was one of the worst opening day pitches I've ever seen. I feel like I feel like I'm starting a uh, E60 here. What if I told you it could get worse? <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci had the worst first pitch I have ever seen. Man looks like he never touched a baseball in his life. I don't know if it was nerves or what, but he threw it into the ground about 45 feet uh 45 feet out from the mound and about 20 feet to the left of the plate. It was brutal. It was uh, terrible. I saw a joke on the internet. It was just like <clears throat> Fauci just uh, trying to make sure that nobody catches anything this year. Yeah. You got to love the man's commitment, right? He just, he no, no one catches anything when he's around. And then, so he throws the he throws the god awful first pitch just a bit outside, and then the cameras catch him in the stands, sitting shoulder to shoulder with his family, with his mask around his neck. <laughs> you gotta know, I like doctor. You gotta know that every single second there's going to be a camera on you. Oh no, baby! What is you doing? Oh, baby! What is you doing? What is you doing? So, Bro, not to mention you're in a gigantic open stadium with nobody sitting down. Every single person 
puts a seat between them and the next person because those places are so cramped in the first place. Like, yeah, what are it's you not hard to find Fauci. You find Max Serger and you find Fauci. That's that seems to be the thing. Like the camera guys are searching for people at this point. <laughs> I swear, I, I I saw a Rockies game the other day, and and there was a Rockies player who was from that area. And I swear to God, they showed his family on the concourse, every single at bat, like every pitch, they would throw the pitch to the guy. They would show his family in the concourse, throw the pitch to the guy, show his family in the concourse. It's like, guys are just looking because those cameramen spent all day trying to pick honeys out of the crowd, drunkards out of the crowd, babies out of the crowd, kids out of the crowd. And now they just have no one. So they just zoom in on everybody. It's bad. It, I, used to, I used to always trash executive producers and how poorly they did sports in the first place, and now it's only going to be so much worse. Oh, okay. So just because you said that, this is a very belated finding cut. World Cup, the last World Cup, <laughs> the executive producers for the last World Cup should have been taken out back in Russia and shot. I would point it out every game we'd watch. We would be like, what? And then like, once you looked at it, you were like, what is going on? They would just like play would be going on high level play at the world cup would be going on. And they would just be zoomed in on like a hot dog stand. (laughs) What are you, what what are you doing? But anyway, that's, that's a belated find and cut, but Dr. Anthony Fauci, not for your procedures, not for your mask and stuff. We're not going to get into that. We're not a political podcast. But for your first pitch and for your wearing your mask around the neck, you've been fined and cut. Absolutely. Which is basically what Donald Trump is already doing to him anyway. So, Yeah, so he's pretty much used to it, right? One would think. So the uh, trivia question is, uh, when was the last time there was not a 3-0 team to start the MLB season? And the bonus was, when was the last time there was no 0-3 team? You uh, have any guesses now that you've sat and marinated? It it has to be like I, I feel like it has to be like pre like roster expansion. So I'm not going to say the 2000s. There has to be more teams. I you know what I'm going to say like 2000 2006 for 2006 for for the 0 and three, and I'll say like the 90s. I'll say like 96 for three and 0. You're close. Oh. So it's uh for three and oh teams to start the MLB season, no three and teams is nineteen fifty-three. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jazz to bet outside. <laughs> and for the O and three teams, uh-huh. it's nineteen sixty-five. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think I had the same dispersion in years, if that counts for anything. You're close, dude. You said years. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. So I, I missed that one a lot. All right. Well, that brings us to a uh, to a natural end. Did you see I didn't use so there, Jermaine? That's another one that we say a lot, too. All right. Well. Ah, shit. I guess we just need to stop saying all right. Uh, yeah, we definitely need to stop saying all right, unless we're going to be bumping the Kendrick Lamar song while we're saying it. That's true. But I don't think we can get those copyrights. Probably not. But anyway... There we go. Bingo. That's called professional podcasting. As always, like, comment, subscribe, share, download, text us, video chat us. No dick pics, please. Send nudes. Send, 
<laughs> send send ramen, send nudes. Um, but as, as always, we appreciate you guys. We we love doing this, Jermaine and I do. Let us know how you guys are doing. Let us know how how your picks are going. Share share your picks with us, please. We I mean, share your picks with us. We'll post them on our social media and, and, and basically show the people how you guys are doing. Show the world how you guys are doing. If you had a big parlay win or 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 you you hit a bet that that you didn't think was going to hit, so. What, what do you got for the people, Jermaine? Um, that's really all I've got. I've got a sweet parlay. Pelicans, Lakers, Magic, Grizzlies, Suns, Bucks, Kings, Mavericks. Book it. That's going to win you hella money. But always remember, fade us. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. Uh, tune in next Monday to hear Nick's World Series winner. We don't even have to play any more baseball. We Mortal already lock. know who the winner is. This is it booked signed delivered i'm 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 putting the house and the farm and the kids college education and the wedding ring on this pick it's going to be the world series pick notice how he didn't say car can't can't put a man's car up well technically i rent the car so i don't i don't have really collateral to put the car up (laughs) oh man and then so this thursday we haven't actually flashed out what we're doing this Thursday, so we can't really tease that, huh? No, but we'll, we'll, we'll probably throw in, uh, uh, as always, picks. There'll be some NFL news. Some NFL player will do something silly. Uh, some NBA player, cough, cough, Lou Williams will do something silly. Um, and cough, yeah, cough, Kendrick Perkins, cough, and, cough. Yeah, and and but but we'll get to that. And uh, as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think, and we'll uh, see you guys on Friday. Complacent disc jockey out. <laughs>